coming up on Just Elders Podcast. Look, man, you know, this week I brought on my boy Sean Mathis. He's a award winning director. You know, this brother has a, a writing room that is changing the game. I brought on Anya Lewis. This, this is the mover and shaker. I'm talking about game-changing contact for me. When I met her, my network went to a whole other level. I don't. I brought on John Moran, the creator of Grumpy Old Nerd. This brother is just a... Let me just tell you, these guests were a big deal. We got to kill what I call the hype monster. We get in that hype. That hype monster is that, oh, I'm launching this business or... Uh, I'm honored that I'm being interviewed on uh what the fuck is this uh what uh, <laughs> don't the, say don't the, say it. no I gotta say it. I now know how J.R. Smith felt during the game. Shit, <laughs> 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 but I, I definitely was looking like LeBron James. I remember I got him to cater a meal at the state capitol. True story. State representative, she uh called me. She said, I need a caterer. I like, oh, I got somebody perfect. Big country comes. Man, the food was good. Everything was good. They ordered lemonade. Tell me why big country, because he's hustling. There's times where. <laughs> there's you know, Anytime a nigga start with there's times. <laughs> there's times where, you know. You know, players fuck up. You know what I mean? <laughs> 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 the best analogy I can find is the analogy of a butterfly. The life cycle of an entrepreneur is like the life cycle of a butterfly. Okay, family. Once again, had to make an audible on the episode. Uh, and during this episode, you know, I'm from Monroe. I'm from the country. Y'all know I mispronounce words all the time. But when I do it as much as I did it on this episode, I like to put a disclaimer. So my good friend, Miss Chrissy here, is going to help me explain the right word. The word is chrysalis. Not chrysalis. (laughs) And how do I know that word? Because it is an extended word to the curriculum for the Eric Carley book, Very Hungry Caterpillar. And after the caterpillar ate all the food, it hibernated in its chrysalis. It made a chrysalis and it hibernated in it before it turned into a butterfly. This will all make sense as you sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Thank you for tuning in. Ready? Born ready. What's up, family? It's your boy Eldridge, and you are tuning into the Just Eldridge podcast. I am super excited. Today is going to be a very interesting and different episode. We're doing something we've never done before. 
Before I dive into it, let me just say this. Thank you for everybody that tuned in to last week's episode. And I just want to give a big round of applause to the one motherfucker that listened and gave me a review. I got about 12 text messages and one review. What? Two. Two. Two reviews. So shout out to those two people that listen. And, you know, my other friends, uh, hard-headed. But just just keep sending me the texts, I guess. Like, at least you're giving me some feedback. I will take that over no feedback at all. But last week's episode was, it was cool. It was cool. I think um, the conversation was uh, needed. You know, um, just talking about brothers and their uh, uh, taste for porn. I think that's a definitely a needed conversation um, that all men should have at some point in their lives. But this week, man, we actually had a um episode. So here's what happens. Like me and Keith got a system. Our system is we record on Sundays, drop on Tuesdays. Record all day Sunday. Uh however long it takes Sunday. That means you got all day like Sunday night, Monday all day. And then you drop that thing on Tuesday. That's all I care about. I don't care about nothing else in life except that I release a podcast on Tuesdays. That's it. So let me let y'all in on a secret. Right now it is 11.30 p.m. Monday night. <laughs> Labor Day. <laughs> Monday night. And I'm recording my podcast. Why? Do you want to tell them, Keith? Or you want to, you want to, you want me to tell them? Because, you know, I, I, I'm good at telling stories, but do you want to tell the story? <laughs> you, you can tell the story, and I, I'll come in where I need to come in. Uh, okay, and you're going to know when to come in. <laughs> so, look, man, you know, this week I brought on my boy Sean Mathis. He's a award-winning director. You know, this brother has a, a writing room that is changing the game i brought on anya lewis this this is the mover and shaker i'm talking about game changing contact for me when i met her my network went to a whole nother level i don't i brought on john moran the creator of grumpy old nerd this brother is just uh let me just tell you these guests were a big deal and we had a conversation about power we talked about power and how much we hate the new uh, theme song. And we gave predictions that I believe are going to come true. But, you know, I don't know if we're ever going to see those now. Um, then also, uh, we talked about Dave Chappelle, latest uh, special. That shit was funny. Uh, we got into an argument. It was the two guests got into an argument because one guest was saying he was insensitive. And the other guest, man, it was just a lot of real shit. Y'all will never hear it. Maybe one day we might do like a blooper episode. But I just want to keep the come on and apologize before we <laughs> get started. So look, man, I mean, there's times where, <laughs> there's, you know. Anytime a nigga start with there's times. <laughs> there's times where, you know, you know, players fuck up. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know, it's crazy because, like, as I was trying to, like, save the save the audio and, like, go through all these different, like, I even called you, I was just like, man, you borrow your laptop, like, I'm trying to save this audio. 
I now know how J.R. Smith felt during the game. <laughs> Holy shit. But I, I definitely was looking like LeBron James when you told me I had to get up and come record. Like, I'm looking like LeBron James with my hands out. Like, why? Why? And I'm sitting there looking at the clock like, oh, we still had time. Oh, man, I fucked up. But, yeah, man, so I got to apologize because – um. That was some great content. I, I'm not gonna lie; like it was so good that <laughs> the hour and a half went by, and yeah, we didn't even know. It. We didn't even know it, man. Like, but fuck, it, man. If, I'm, I'm sad, man. I'm sad about it, but you know, uh, if y'all know me, I'm a solution person. Yes. Yeah, I don't really, I don't uh, dwell on problems too long. I always look for a way to move forward. So, this episode actually might be one of my favorite. Let me tell you why. Because we're getting back to the roots of what, how me and Keith started. So when we when I first started podcasting, it was a podcast called The Made Life. And The Made Life it was like the beginning of where I'm at now. Where I just like, man, fuck it. I ain't trying to fuck with nobody else. I'm just going to get on the mic and I'm going to talk. And literally, The Made Life was literally just Eldridge. Like, just Eldridge is really, like, just Eldridge and friends, and I'm bringing <laughs> new people on every time. But in May life, I used to just get on the mic on my soapbox All you. and just preach. So we're going to go back to that. We're going to go back to that. Uh, I think it's needed because back then we did a really good job of kind of introducing me to the listeners. We're getting a lot, lot more subscribers. I'm getting people from different walks of life I've never met before. Um, it was some podcast. Some young lady said she found us randomly, and this is her new favorite podcast. So yeah, we have folks in France, yeah, Belgium, yeah, Germany. So, so like this it's... is a, this is an opportunity. And I said, if you go back to the introduction episode, I said that I was going to shoot a podcast this time that gave you every layer of who I am. Y'all done heard funny. Y'all done heard political. You know, and this is just kind of like. I don't know. What can this be categorized in it? I don't know. But it's going to be good. I think it's a necessary conversation. And I want to just tell y'all where I'm at in life. So this is what this episode is. So where am I at? Um, you know, because a question I get now, do you know what the number one question? You hear people ask me all the time, what's the number one question I get? What do you do? Nah, well, oh. that too, but <laughs> people that feel like they know what I do, they ask me about something. What do they ask me about? Spendify. Oh, you talking about, well, yeah, yeah, yeah you know, I'll, everybody, because you everybody, know the answer, Yeah, but everybody asks me, yo, what's going on with Spendify? Spendify, Spendify. What's going on with Spendify? Like, you know, it just, and that was like a, that was like the last major brand that I pushed and I had out there and. This is all I was rocking with. And then it just kind of fell off. Like, you 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 hear me talk about, you, I never stopped talking about black-owned businesses, but you don't see me posting. So, Spendify's social media page, I think if you go on it, we last time we posted was like, and that was Antoine, I think. I think he gave Nipsey Hustle a shout-out. Yeah, I think it was Nipsey Hustle. I, and I, I could tell Antoine only posts on Spendify when he posts on his personal page. Like, <laughs> So whatever whatever he posts on his personal page that can apply to Spendify, he'll post it. That's 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 what that 
uh, algorithm is. Um, so yeah, man, I just want to give like, you know, my personal business life cycle and then just kind of my points. I'm, I'm talking to my entrepreneurs today. So if you tuning into this episode and you want to be an entrepreneur, you are an entrepreneur, like this episode is for you. Basically, everybody in the city of Atlanta. Yeah, Because yeah. everybody, <laughs> everybody do every damn every, thing. Everybody in Atlanta got a business card. Everything. What you do? I mean, I, look, I'm at the Hilton right now, but shit. But she, she, <laughs> but me and my boy don't tell nobody, but we about to start this airport. Yeah. <laughs> we, gonna, we about to build this airport. First bro. black home. <laughs> but I mean, I know everybody going to Hartsville right now, my nigga, but we finished. I mean, we'll be like a real nigga airport. And look, look. <laughs> And we writing these grants right now. About to get the grant money. <laughs> <laughs> so look, so this is where I'm at, man. Cause you know I gotta talk about the entrepreneurship. So when I first moved to Atlanta, I'm from Monroe, Georgia, and I say that proudly because where I'm from, cats don't really be moving like I'm moving. Cats don't like cats really ain't moving like I'm moving where I'm from, and I'm proud to be where I'm from. Because one, I want to show people where I'm from, what we can do if we just focus. But two, it's kind of like Andre when he was like, "The South got something to say." I'd be like, "Man, the country got something to say, nigga." Like, you ain't just, it ain't just about no city boys, like other folk from the city. Like, the country got something to say, and so that's why I proudly say I'm from Monroe. So I remember 2000 2008. I moved from Monroe, Georgia, to Lithonia. I thought I was in in Atlanta. That's how country I was. I thought I was living in the city. <laughs> I was on Hillendale Drive. I moved up here with 250 business cards and a domain name that didn't work. Like, and it sounded like the hustle. But it was a hustle. And I had a company called Made. Made was my nonprofit, Motivated Adults Developing Excellence. And I just came up here to make my nonprofit pop. That's all I wanted to do, make my nonprofit pop. Um, from 2008 to 2015 I did nothing but like when I say I can name so many things I've done from I've walked multiple children from middle school to across the college stage I've seen that happen I've took kids on international trips national trips I've awarded scholarships I I mean I can't name I can't uh, what did you say I, I deal with you wrote your book. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I wrote the uh, matter of fact, shameless award, plug. War winning. Uh, um, you can go on Amazon. Uh, Become made. It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. Um, it's a movement. I, I wrote. Baby. I wrote a book based off this nonprofit. Like that was like a big deal. But the thing is, I got tired, and I'm gonna bring all these points. I'm telling my personal story before I get into the points. The, the the sermon yeah the, how, we, how we used to call it the sermon so you know I did all of that but I got burnt out it was ultimately I had a lot of people around me and made like a lot of people it was a real movement um, and I had did a post if matter of fact if you go on my Instagram page just Eldridge and you look at my highlights the podcast highlights I did like everything that I accomplished in my twenties and a big part of that I'm talking about made like you'll see it was a real movement like i had a lot of people around me but in the drawing board it was just me 2015 august of 2015 to be exact me and antoine davis somebody i've been knowing 
we uh I brought I, I brought him a concept, a business concept. Um it was came from a company, it came from a concept that my father had called PCI back in the day, but he put on the shelf. I brought it out as <laughs> what PCI stood for? Can that sound like something? <laughs> nah, so my dad it my dad's was preferred customer incorporated. Oh, okay, like trust Dale. Yeah, yeah. So it was that my dad was just trying to eliminate the coupon book and make it on a card. So get a whole bunch of local businesses to give a discount, and you walk around with this PCI card. It's great. 2015, I was like, yo, let me pull this off the shelf and let me make it for black-owned businesses. And because all of the challenges like the ice bucket challenge and all these challenges out, I was like, man, this is the black money challenge. So that's what the, the black money challenge. The black money challenge. I remember that was on uh, exactly. the AOK. You premiered it on there. The, the logo had like a black fist with money out of it. Like, it was ugly as shit. But the money, so, you trying to hold on to the money. Like. Exactly. So then uh, ran the idea uh, by my boy Antoine. And, you know, Antoine being who he is, just a creative genius he is. Like, we collectively came together and Spendify was birth. 2015, August, we came up with the name Spendify. And the reason why this conversation is so important with Keith, because Keith was inserted in here. Like, that's yeah, when we kind of met. Yeah, because we, so part of his story when he's like, oh, 2008, 2015, I'm out here running, doing made stuff. Well, I graduate college. I come back to Atlanta around 2011, and I'm trying to, like, figure out what I'm going to do as a single father, two kids. Like, man, I got to make it pop. So somebody put me on to WAOK, the radio station, just right. talk radio. Like, hey, just listen to talk radio. My uncle, listen to talk radio because you listen to all that rap, but talk, you know, you can hear. So Mo Ivory was on. And Derek Bozeman And I just heard Eldridge Talking about Motivated adults Developing excellence I was like okay Sounds cool I'll follow the cat And Just Saw him moving Met an event Met at an event They got up front Talking about Spendify At the end I was like Hey bro I see it <laughs> like, Yeah Keith was just down Like he was just Somebody that was just down For the movement And uh I'm gonna talk about A couple of brands and keep been down for the movement. First, first disciple. It, it, look, it was to the point where I saw Elgin, but I think like the fourth time I saw you, and it was random because you never, I never knew where they was gonna be at. It would just always be random. Mm. The fourth time you was like, "Look, bro, we ain't really hiring, but we got to hire you because like, like you, you just you be everywhere, but like, just get down with me. Just, just get, get down, down, and we gonna we gonna work. So, um. Man, Spinify was a exciting thing because Spinify was the first time I had a partner. So we in the we in the we in the we in the uh war room, the planning room, and we just banging out. Like anybody that knows Spinify was running. Like we passing out flyers at every event, we showing up everywhere, and then out of nowhere, because we lunch we start planning in August. Uh this is so funny. So we start playing in August. We we're gonna launch in um, Black Friday. Um, Black Friday was the Million Man tw Million Man March was uh, in October ten ten was it fifteen? Yeah, yeah, ten ten fifteen. Yeah, ten yeah. ten fifteen was the twentieth uh, anniversary of the Million Man March, 
and everybody created a Spendify. Like everybody, it was like twenty Spendifies out. Like it was a spit. That's just, <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say it, boy. Bro, I'm talking about it was spend with. I call it. You know, purchase black. It was uh, I am black business. It was Black Wall Street. I mean, it was every. I think the only ones we bought black was like a, they was already yeah, out there. Yeah, but what it, what it did, if you were in that black space, you got attention. Good or bad, you got attention. So I remember what we did instead of lunch, and we just launched the preferred Christmas list. And our Christmas list went, went viral. All the businesses you could shop for for Christmas, it went viral. It had over 150,000 uh, hits on the page. So we were like, shoot, we're going to launch in January. We get to Dece- December because we were charging businesses. We had six customers. No, we had two customers. The Davis Bozeman Law Firm. Shout out to Turning Maui Davis. Shout out. Who was the other customer? I, I'm trying to think. I think it was Chris Leopold, Attorney Chris Leopold. The, yep, two the, law firms. Yep, yeah, two two of my firms. friends. Paying members. <laughs> so I remember us having a pivot before we even lunched. You remember the whole month of December, we just loaded businesses up into our database. Like, we were going to launch, or we just uploading businesses for free. Like, literally for free. We, I remember we had just a lunch party where we were just buy, buying pizza and having people come with their laptop. And we were just adding businesses in, uh, in the database. Fast forward, July the uh, weekend of 4th of July, 2016, Spendify goes viral. Um, can't even remember when. It, it was when Austin Sterling was killed. I know it was that weekend. And I just feel like everybody was like, after seven months of grinding, everybody was like, hey, man, where's that flyer that somebody handed me? And everybody just started posting it one time. We woke up with thousands of notica- notifications. People were following then from there, Ryan Cameron, he called me. He said, "Come on, you can come on the show." And he introduced me to Killer Mike. Yeah, Killer I, I, Mike. I was there for that. Exactly. Killer Mike mm-hmm. was on the uh, radio show with us. Um, after that, CNN, we got on CNN because of Chris Green. Shout out to Chris Green. He uh, got us on the CNN mm-hmm. uh, HLN, the HLN, HLN. station, mm-hmm. and that's when it took off. From there. Ebony Magazine, shout out to Lynn, who wrote the article. She gave us a full-page spread in the Power 100 uh, edition that comes out every December. Like, shout out to Lynn. Me and her still cool. Um, Black Enterprise. Black Enterprise, Bossup. I mean, you name it. Shout out to Janae and Bossup. She she made that plug. Um, You name it, we were on it. Like, so much pub. Here's the thing. We weren't making enough money. I ain't going to say we weren't making no money because we were. We were making money. Like, at, at our peak, we had got our subscriptions almost to, what, like 10000 It was running. Yeah, hey, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was a full-fledged business. <coughs> it just it just wasn't because the customer retention went high enough. Like, because it was too emotional. Buying black is emotional. Like, business was booming if... Uh, headlines it, it, Keep it real That year Somebody got shot As soon like, as somebody got shot The numbers would go Oh well. shot black Shot black yeah. And then 
And Two then, weeks later, die hey, down. We go back to H&M. And then you get shot up again. And it's like, oh, we need, what happened to spend the five? Yeah, so, like, it, it just wasn't a sustainable model for us. Like, I mean, for what how we were trying to do it, we didn't figure it out. Um, that put strength on the team. Um, and I just remember us, uh, me and Antoine, we were just having a lot of creative differences. Um, who we should, uh, we I was trying to bring on a business partner. Because we were tech limited. I was trying to bring on my cousin Troy. Uh, Antoine didn't want to do that. He had his reasons. Some valid, some wasn't valid. Ultimately, I'm like, we got to move forward. You know what I'm saying? And for for the sake of people not being able to give their own version of the story, I won't go into all details. But we just had creative differences. And uh, and that's where Spend the Five Years it is today. Um, creative differences on how we want to move forward. It ain't no money in it uh, right now, just to be real. Now, is the site the site is up? Yes. Uh, do people still use it? Yes. Do businesses, we have new businesses sign up every day. The company is technically on autopilot, and we're figuring out what we want to do with it. That's kind of where it's at. So I remember when me and when my cousin went never come on Spendify, we ended up starting a company called Mustard. Uh, Mustard was my first company that really took off. Like, Mustard was the first company where I made some real money. Like, where I seen real money run through account. Like, to see $150,000 in your account in three months was, like, a big deal for me. You know, I can just put it For me, three months, 150000 that was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um but it was also the first company where I see where, you know, you can make one mistake. And if you don't do it right, you could lose everything. <laughs> so so it was a very, it was a very, uh, I think, and out of mustard, we created a cup. Mustard was like Coca-Cola. And then we created a whole bunch of Sprites and Powerade. So our Sprite would have been Investu. That was our community investment fund. Then we created uh, Powerade. That was the uh, alum up of uh, the HBCU fund. So, like, we were just cre- we were just trying shit. Some stuff worked. Some stuff didn't work. Ultimately, it all funded. Now, we needed the funding. We needed the funding, and it just it just wasn't, it wasn't there. So, where I'm at with mustard, mustard is actually, we're in negotiations now selling mustard. Also, to the other part about the investor too, what we realized it wasn't just funding, but also that 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 stamp, like that support, like yeah, that, yeah, yeah, like you same. said, buy, like supporting black buying black is so emotional. Sometimes, yeah, yeah. You so it, it, you just needed that. Like it's it's one of those things. I remember when you know we've been we've been chill on Spinify for I don't know how long, but the article came out in GQ about Diddy wanting to start a black owned app, and then. Hundreds of people were tagging us, and bro, folks so, was even hitting me up because they knew I was associated. It was like, hey, like, you seen this? But I'm like, so why do you need Diddy in order to use Spendify? Like, it, it just didn't, it didn't, it made no. And then even I could talk about that because at first I wasn't gonna talk about it. People tag Diddy them team so much. Diddy them called us. Uh, what is old boy name? Man, what is old boy name? You know, I, I, I. You talking the, about his assistant? No, not uh. his not assistant. I'm talking about 
the dude that runs his digital. If you go on, oh, Diddy, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you go on, uh, my phone is recording. That's why I can't research it. But it's in my his number in my phone. <laughs> but the person that runs all of Digi Comb Enterprises did digital branding or something like that. Mm-hmm. We had a call with him. He look. He asked for a deck. They researched it. They liked it. He set up a second call. That went well, and he was like, yeah, man, Diddy's going to Dubai. As soon as he get back from Dubai, he want to talk with you guys. And we were like, we were, we were like, oh, shit, this might be this might be our big break, brother. Hey, Keith, come back to the office, getting the, getting the band back together. <laughs> getting the band back together. <laughs> and, uh, man, and, and I remember going to Diddy Page. He was in Dubai. I was on the stories. He went to Dubai. I was like, oh shit! All right, he about to go. So I'm watching this story faithfully, waiting for this nigga to post back at home. So they set up a conference call. Literally five minutes before the conference call, the invitation, the calendar invitation, say it was canceled. Called him. He didn't pick up. Called him again. Pick up email. He didn't email back. And we never heard anything else from that shit. So fuck you, Diddy. <laughs> I say it. We just saying that because of what happened. But if you want to pick up the podcast <laughs> for the revolt, <laughs> nah, 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 like, like. But you know what? Because look, let me just tell y'all. And then one day I'm gonna bring Antoine on here so we can have a real conversation about this. Uh, that'll be a good podcast But me and Antoine Really man We seen some bullshit On this journey Of spending five You remember the cat That wanted to give us A million dollars Tell him about the cat <laughs> Tell him about the cat That Antoine was like Man fuck him <laughs> It was just, just like Man just No It was just it's, It was a dude That literally <laughs> Came out of nowhere Said he wanted to invest A million dollars in us Had Had a, a fake attorney Talk to our attorney Drafted up an agreement. Our attorney looked. I sent it to three different attorneys to look at. They were like, yeah, bro, this is legit. And we went to meet with the dude. They are like, all right, we're going to sign on this day. No call, no show. Like, and this happened like four times, bro. Like, to this day, I haven't figured out why a motherfucker... Would go through that link. Like it wasn't like he would get. He wasn't even getting a percentage of the company. He was just saying he wanted. Um, he was just saying that he wanted us to get. He wanted to give us a million dollars and us to reinvest a million. The interest that we make off of it into other black owned businesses on our platform. Like it was the most. Like then, then it, my it, it uh, was crazy. My mama ended up researching him and he was on like. Some buster busted site where women say he been getting him. But you know what? It might have been an old boy. Remember the dude that uh, married old women? Bro, I think, <laughs> look, I don't, man. I'm just, I'm telling y'all, man. This entrepreneur journey has been the all of this is getting. I'm, I'm saying all of this so I can tell y'all where I'm at. How did I land to where I'm at right now? And what am I doing? Um. So then, um. So that happened with Spendify. We had people that offered us uh, a million for 60% of the company. We had us people offer us 100000 for 50%. We had people offer us 20000 for 30 It was just like funding. And like <laughs> that one offer that said, well, if y'all make 
500,000. We'll invest yeah. a couple million. We're like, bro, we make half a million. We don't need you. What the invest. fuck we need you for making? So, long story short, Spendify is, I ain't going to say it's dead, but that shit don't see. Autopilot. That, fuck that. Spendify on, uh, on a life support. <laughs> until to beeping, yeah, it just motherfucker just beeping like it can live while it's on the machine. But if this light, if the hospital don't pay the light bill, bro, like this shit could die. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't, I don't think it's gonna go nowhere. But I'm just being transparent with y'all. Like it really. I mean, I remember a telltale sign for me because I pride myself in knowing a lot of people and. We tried to raise fifty thousand dollars, and we didn't. We couldn't raise it. We raised, I think it was like between ten and thirteen thousand, mm-hmm. which I'm grateful for every penny we raised. And I also think we raised it during a bad time because we tried to raise it during the holidays. That is the worst time, really. But we were raising because it, it was a really emergency. We needed to raise it. Like we gave two years of not working to this. Uh, you know, poor Antoine, he ran through his savings. I didn't have a savings, <laughs> but Antoine, Antoine ran through his savings. Ran through savings. <laughs> ran through a car. Ran through New York. <laughs> exactly. So, so uh, damn, you did run through your car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that be all the way to New York, dog. That be it. Oh, man. Ham and cheese. <laughs> Bro. Ham and cheese Fuck that shit. I'm getting pissed off thinking about that. So, then... Go to invest you, and you know I got to give a shout out to Karen Hunter. Uh, shout out and, and cousin Seal and the whole Sirius XM Jameson. Yeah, Jameson, out. the whole Sirius XM family. Like because they hold us down. One thing I will say: once I met Karen, I don't care what it is. If I releasing it, she rocking with me. And I love her for that. So I got to thank her because every, every business, oh, we got to go. No, we got to go to New York. Okay, we got to release on Karen. So, you know, I really appreciate Karen for who she's been in my life and, you know, who she is, period. So she's been holding your boy down. Period, man. For real, for real. So uh, then Invest You, um, what else happened with Invest You? It was just like, I think, honestly, I, I'm bitter about Invest You because I think, that could have been the one that changed the game. You know what I'm saying? I, th- I think when the Vesu happened, that's when we, <clears throat> and, I, and I know you don't get to it in your sermon, but that's when we realized those steps because it was the, out of the team, you're really technically the only one who's like single with no kids. Right, right. I'm single with two kids and then Troy was married, married with, with three kids, three you know kids. Yeah. And yeah, we just it was just one of those situations where the runway ran out. The runway ran out. Now my boy is actually Troy is actually working on of something now that I'm excited about. It kind of reminds me of what we were doing in Vesu. Um but it's Troy is a goat. Like he's a unicorn. He's a goat. He's a goat. Yeah, like like, like just as far as <laughs> You got oh, jokes. Shit. <laughs> oh shit, man. No No, but for real, as far as like man, my cousin probably me and him been doing this thing for a minute. I talked and Troy was some the guy that I brought on episode two 
the Why Black Man Why series, and we talked about our business endeavors. And uh, I just never met anybody as creative. And the there's a lot of creative people that can't build, and there's a lot of builders that are not creative. But he is a creative builder, and uh, he can execute. If you think it, he can build it. And uh, he still amazes me when I just watch him. He never ceases to amaze me when I watch him in his process. So what he's working on now is exciting. And for me, for the first time, I'm excited, but I'm not eager to get down. Typically, I'm trying to get down and work with him. And where I've come, what I've learned from all of these businesses, whether I did good or whether I did bad, I learned that you know, I want to be a part of stuff that I can fully control because I am, I'm a very consistent cat. Like consistency is definitely, uh, when it comes to not just what, what I'm going to say consistent. I think I'm very resilient. Like I'm not going to give up. Like I'm a just, I'm you, you consistent too, bro. Don't, don't take that away. Cause, cause I think that consistency that you have with your resilience, right. It's part of the reason why you're so great with what you do. So, where I can't, like, I had to go, I had to really sit down and ask myself, because that shit, I went through a period of, like, damn, man, like, what the fuck? Like, I'm, like, me and my boy Judah, it's this cat I grew up with named Judah. And me and him, we we guaranteed to talk once a year. And when we talk once a year, it the conversation about what we're going to do for that year. So, around New Year's where we always have our conversation. And we always got this fade, like, bro, if we don't make it this year, bro. We just need to give up. <laughs> we just need to give up. Like, if this year you don't, if we don't blow up this year, nigga, like, when we were younger, we used to say shit like, man, if we don't make it this year, we're just going to go to the military. <laughs> like, that was like our backup plan. Now we both too old to go to the military. So that shit is funny because we're like, nigga, if we don't make it this year, we just got to quit. <laughs> just got to go, go be a manager at, uh, the, at the mall. Uh, so... Where am I at now with Just Eldridge? Just Eldridge, like I told y'all, I am trying to maximize and leverage my creativity and who I am. To be real, right now is the most money I've ever made. How I'm moving right now is the most money I ever made in my life. And all I'm doing is consulting, um, consulting on a couple of major projects. Um I'm podcasting. I'm being creative. Um, supporting, like I call this last. I call I coined this year my uh, my KD year because uh, Kevin Durant when he moved to uh, Golden State, everybody was like that's not fair. But this is my KD year. Not that analogy don't work no more because the NBA just shuffled up. But when he did it, oh, but the 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 new analogy is about to work. Cause it's about to be a lot of parody going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I'm just saying that my KD year, in a sense, I'm finding all of the the um, Stephen Curry's in my life, and I'm joining their teams, and I'm getting rings together. I.e., um, me and we, uh, Sharifa, we buy black. We started working together. You know, and like I said, I never stopped this black business thing. It just, you know, Spendify just was where it was. But me and We Buy Black got to work. We got an opportunity to work together. I was a part of the building of the uh, We Buy Black convention this year. That was dope. Uh, the gala, that came off really well. Um, 
I got a, some consultant clients that I'm working with, some clients, major clients, some are smaller. But it's cool. Like, I can control it. This is not something that I need. Like, when I was building Spinify and Muster and all these things, like, Antoine is a creative branding genius. For me to execute Spinify the way I executed it, I needed Antoine. For me to do Muster and invest you the way I needed to do it, I needed Troy. But the issue is, whenever something happened in their life that didn't align up with what we needed to do, we got lost in the message. Like, the work got lost. So with Jess Elders, it's just me, and I'm killing it. But this is where I'm at in my life cycle as an entrepreneur. So I, I really started thinking about that, and I was like, I wanted to talk about what is the life cycle of the entrepreneur out there. Like, is this something that is mutually exclusive to myself, or is this something that we all go through? So um, I'm going to break this down, the life cycle I'm going to break this down in four phases. And the best analogy, I know I'm the analogy king. The best analogy I can find is the analogy of a butterfly. The life cycle of an entrepreneur is like the life cycle of a butterfly. And some of y'all probably have heard me uh, talk about this before, but a lot of y'all haven't. So we're going to get right into it. So the first stage of a butterfly and I found an article I'm going to be reading some of the article to make my points so uh, bear with me it's not too much reading so the first stage of a butterfly is the egg so this article said the coolest thing about a butterfly egg is that it looks close enough but if you look close enough you can actually see the tiny caterpillar growing inside of it some butterfly eggs may be round and some may be oval the egg shape depends on the type of butterfly that is laid that laid the egg. Why is this so cool? Why is that important? Number one, it says you can actually, if you look at the egg close enough, you can see a tiny caterpillar inside of it. So the egg phase of entrepreneur, that's the idea. That's the very beginning stage. That's when you like you you got a passion about something that you haven't really started. That was me with Spendify, the Black Money Challenge, the actually very beginning. In your beginning idea stage, you should be able to look hard enough and see a visual of your big picture. Like you can look at the egg and you can see a small caterpillar. You should be able to look at your idea and see a small idea of what this is going to turn into once it gets big. Another thing, it says some eggs are round, some eggs are oval. That means dreams are going to look different. It's okay if your idea, your dream doesn't look like your what your family does. Like if you come from a family of doctors and your dream is to do music, that's okay. Your dream is going to look different. So that's the first stage. I think if that's where you are, we're going to talk to you a little later as well. The second stage of entrepreneurship stage is called the larva stage, also known as the caterpillar. So the article says, when the egg hatches, the caterpillar will start his work and eat the leaf they were born onto. This is really important because the mother butterfly needs to lay her eggs on the type of leaf the caterpillar will eat. Each caterpillar type likes only certain types of leaves. When a caterpillar is born, they are extremely small. When they start eating, they instantly start growing and expanding. Their skin does not stretch or grow. 
They grow by molting, the shedding and the outgrown skin several times while it grows. So it's a couple of things about this part I like. So number one, your environment is very important in the caterpillar stage. So the cat, like what is the caterpillar? The caterpillar stage is what I call the caterpillar stage is what I call like that's that beginning hustle. That's that hustle. Like if you a chef, you cooking plates. You know what I'm saying? If you a a, a artist. You like, hey, bro, you, you remember when you were in school, folk used to be drawing pictures and selling them? Like, you just like that. You you in that hustle phase. It's not really official business. You growing. But here's the important part. It says um, the caterpillar begins to eat where the leaf it is born onto. The mother, can, it, the mother has to be very specific about where she lays her eggs. Why this is so important? Your, envi- your environment is everything. Yes, some of your dreams, unless you are in the right environment, you're not even going to be able to feed yourself to survive and grow. When it says their skin does not stretch, they just outgrow it and they uh, shed the skin. That means you are developing everything. I think the best example I can give you and your podcast, like your podcast equipment, when, we, when you first started New Voice of Production, like you had, we were talking about using Anchor. <laughs> like, we first started this shit We was Sneaking in the studio Shout out Right yeah That's what I'm saying Sneak, Sneaking in the studio Didn't have it But every time It started looking different mm-hmm. First started You sneaking into the studio Then you Broke a deal With the studio Then you got your equipment Like you shedding Then we get stands <laughs> But <laughs> We got stands For our microphone Y'all Folk used to be Leaning their head Down on the table Trying to talk so it that's what this this second stage of entrepreneurship. A lot of people are there. That's that hustle stage when you just getting started. Um, <clears throat> the more you grow, the more you start feeding yourself mentally. Is the more you grow. So how you feeding yourself? The books you reading, the conversation you having, the music you listening to. Where are you mentally putting yourself as an entrepreneur? So therefore. You got to make sure your egg, which is your idea, you put it on the right leaf, which is the right environment. So you can't take your idea in an environment of people that are not entrepreneurs. They not going to get it. They're going to be like, bro, you need to get a job. That's a waste of time. What if you fail? What if you don't make it? And a lot of times we're taking our ideas and we're putting it on leaves that our idea can't eat on. Our caterpillar can't eat on. So your environment is super important. I've done a really, really really good job it's staying around environments of people that understand who i am and what i'm trying to create third phase this one gets good right here the pupa of the chrysalis um black people term and i and i said it's a black people term because nowhere where i look on the internet i found cocoon when i'm looking up the butterfly i only find a pupa and I only found the chrysalis, but nothing on the internet said cocoon. So I don't know if the cocoon was something that we just made up for kids. Or my teacher didn't know what she was talking about. But somebody let me know in the comment section <laughs> what the hell is a cocoon. It got to be real. Like, <laughs> they had a whole movie about it. Bruh, that was, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I promise you, I looked up the life cycle of a butterfly and nothing but pupa and chrysalis kept coming up. 
when it came to the cocoon. Maybe it's that new age stuff where it's like, you know, you, you've learned the planets now and Pluto <laughs> ain't a planet no more. The new math and shit. <laughs> right. Obviously. So the third phase. So this is what it says. As soon as the caterpillar is done growing and they have reached their full length and weight, they form themselves into a pupa, also known as a chrysalis. From the outside, the pupa it looks as if the caterpillar may be resting, but on the inside is where all the action is. Inside of the pupa, the caterpillar is rapidly changing. Within the chrysalis, the old body parts of the caterpillar are undergoing a remarkable transformation called a metamorphosis. To become a beautiful part, to become the beautiful parts that make up the butterfly that will emerge. This is where I'm at right now as an entrepreneur. I'm in my chrysalis. So, here's a couple of things I want to point out. It says, from the outside, the pupa looks as if the caterpillar may be resting. But on the inside is where all the action is. Right now, it looks like because I'm not pushing Spendify, I'm not pushing Mustard, I'm not doing magazine articles, it looks like I'm not moving. It looks like I'm not I'm resting, like I'm not doing as much work. But honestly, I might be busier now than I ever been. But a lot of the work is internal. I'm doing a lot more studying under the mentors I got now. I'm doing a lot more reading. I'm being a lot more I'm um operating under a lot more systems and operations. Like, but you can't see it from the outside because I'm not displaying it like you do when you're in the other phase, when you're in the caterpillar phase. So, one, the point I want to say about the stage number three is growth is not always visible. It's not always a Facebook post, an Instagram post. You know, we 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 live in that society where we love posting our win. And I ain't, I'm not one of them people like, oh, moving silent. I, I move loudly. I'm not going to lie. So I'm not going to. I'm not going to tell you the moving silent, but I am going to tell you all growth is not exciting enough to post. Those are my favorite posts when people say, I ain't going to get on here and post about what I'm about to be doing. I'm like, but you post it. But you post it. <laughs> like, like, all growth is not exciting. Like, again, I'm going to go back to what Keith just said. Like, we got mic stands, for, but that shit was... It was affecting our sound quality, but you don't make a fucking Facebook post about, Ooh. boy, we just got these new mic stands in, boy. God dang, the marathon continues. <laughs> 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 like, nah, like, nah, what you just hear, you just hear the quality of our podcast going up. That's just all you're going to hear, the better sound quality. So everything is not visible. So, Another part, it says, as soon as the caterpillar is done growing and they reach their full length and weight, replace the word growing with hustling. So as soon as you're ready to stop hustling and you want to start doing business, that's when you go into your pupa or your chrysalis. Because if you want to, if you are, if you are a five cook, I got a homeboy, best cook I know, um, big country. And I'm going to tell this story. So, Keith met Big Country. <laughs> Shout out. Some of the best country food you can have. So, straight up. So, I plug Big Country every time I can because Big Country, he from the country like me, and he just fire with it. I ain't never had nobody not like your food 
But when Big Country come up, I remember Keith when he met him because uh, we both worked with an organization called Westcare. <laughs> and Keith seen the truck. He was like, boy, I know this food about to be good. But I can look at the truck, how beat up it is. Big Country got a raggedy ass truck. Hey, when you see that raggedy truck pull up, and you know his name, Big Country, you like, oh, man. D-Rail was about to be busted. So, here's a story about Big Country. When he first started, Big Country was just hustling. And I was putting him on the stuff that really he shouldn't have been on until he, like, I remember I got him to cater a meal at the state capitol. True story. State representative. She uh, called me. She said, I need a caterer. i like, oh, I got somebody perfect. Big Country comes. Man, the food was good. Everything was good. They ordered lemonade. Tell me why Big Country, because he's hustling. He's not doing business. He hasn't invested into the proper tools and equipment to have the dispenser. Big Country delivers the lemonade in a vinegar, old vinegar oil bottle <laughs> with the label still on it. He didn't even pull the label off. The label was still on it. But here's the thing. So I remember the, the representative called me like, Eldridge, who the fuck is this? Who the fuck you don't got out? This man got eliminated in vinegar. Man, I don't tell me, I was embarrassed. I ain't even gonna lie. I was embarrassed. But guess what? She bit into the food. She drunk that lemonade. She like, oh, everybody loved it. He like, his shit look raggedy, but everybody <laughs> loved the shit. But now, but what happened when he came to West Care? Had... Had, had, <laughs> my boy had the lemonade had the lemonade in the water jugs, but branded. The, but it was branded. It wasn't no labels on it. <laughs> and that lemonade was. I'm telling you, that food was good, bro. That's what I'm saying. Like he's a good cook. But seeing his progression, I do. I went to another event of him. He had a lemonade dispenser. You know what I'm saying? Like my boy, don't he don't step this game up? He don't step the game up. But like. That's what happens when you go into that chrysalis. When you go into that cocoon, you go into that pupa, it's an opportunity for you to just, it look like you resting. But in that stage, when folk don't see you out all the time, that really means, like I've been reading a book every month. My book intake uh, increase. My podcast in case, uh, intake has increased. I'm, uh, one thing I love about Troy, and this is how I resolve it was fucked up not working with Antoine no more like I want to. But that was cool because me and Antoine, we're we going to have a relationship, right? And it's cool, but we not family. So it's kind of like us us falling out and not working like together. That's kind of was it, it didn't really fuck with me. Me and Troy falling out. It, it ain't that we fall out, but us not working together fuck with me because it's my family. This is my cousin. I'm your favorite cousin. Yeah, my I don't forget that. Yeah, my favorite cousin. So like, like bro, we supposed to be down for each other. But then when I step back and I look, I see what's happening. Troy got something to prove to himself about consistency, about discipline. So if you look at Troy now, he down sixty pounds. Looking good. Yeah, like because Troy went Troy went into his chrysalis and all he's doing is working on he said, Bro, I just want to focus on my family. I wanna focus on my weight and my health. 
and he put that. I'm talking about a company that was making money. We got they got, bro. We got a deal with Chip Fil A on the table. We got a signed contract with United Way. Like we had a lot of shit that's on the table just to walk away. Now I was in my feelings because like nigga, you could do that because you work for Mailchimp and you making hella money already. I'm like, but nigga, I'm like, I'm over here like Kevin Hart. Nigga, help me. <laughs> help me. But I get it. Now that I step back and I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, all of it is possible, but I'm doing I'm in my real lane right now. I get it. He's in his like that's what Troy had to do. He he wanted to stop hustling and he wanted to really come back and do real business. So since he done dropped the weight, Troy looking better, my boy buttoning his button all the way up. Every shirt. I be like, nigga, you ain't got to do that with every shirt. Goddamn. <laughs> nigga walking around looking like an L.A. goddamn Mexican crip. No Ooh. socks, nigga. Ankles showing. Look, nigga showing his ankles, nigga. <laughs> but I'm talking about, look, this nigga brunching now. Every Sunday, he brunching. <laughs> like, that boy, oh. <laughs> so, uh, my homegirls, Lexi and uh, Danny. Who worked for Bossup? They was on episode one. Mr. One Taco. Mr. One Taco. They told me they were like Eldridge, man, you're you're industry adjacent, and that shit changed my life. Like I'm gonna do a whole episode on that. They were like, yeah, you industry adjacent. You're like, yeah. She like people that are not in the industry think you're in it, and people that are in the industry think you should be in it. Like so, you're like you're industry. You're not necessarily industry, but people fuck with you. And I was like, damn. I do know a lot of people. Like, I am industry adjacent. So, now, Trev, we just figured out that he slim adjacent. <laughs> so, like, people that are fat think he's skinny. But people that are skinny think he should, like, think he shouldn't be fat like that. My boy's slim adjacent now. But he went into that space. You know what I'm saying? I think a lot of us, we got to kill what I call the hype monster. We get in that hype. That hype monster is that, oh, I'm launching this business, or uh, I'm honored that I'm being interviewed on uh, what the fuck is this? Uh, what? Oh, <laughs> don't say, don't no, say. It. No, I gotta say, it. don't say it. Don't say it, nah, don't say it man. Cause people be happy about them interviews. Nah, man. fuck that shit. What's the name of the interview? I'm not gonna say. I know what it is. God, I'm not gonna say damn. it. But man. people be wanting to do the interviews. Man, it's just little. It's just what <laughs> the voyage. <laughs> That's what it is. Man, I know you. You probably listening. Hey, you listening? You probably got one. Goddamn! If you listen to this, all y'all have one. The Elders gonna have one next week. Nah, fuck that. <laughs> they don't email me already. And look, the voyage and it's genius on their part. They send you like fifty questions that you type. And answer. Now listen, should I leave this part in? <laughs> should I cut it out? You nah. done broke down the hole. Nah, nah, leave that shit in. Fuck it. So they they send you fifty questions. You answer the questions, and they post it verbatim how you answer the question. That's the article. And then they take a picture and folk post it, and folk be, and then they give it like a catchy title, like then one girl. Harris said trailblazer, like XYZ, the trailblazer. And I'm like, man, what the fuck trail shit? I have seen some of those articles, and I'm like, Shotty, you don't do nothing but just work a job. 
Like, like you don't have you like you legit don't have no other hustles. You like work for this job, but I guess uh, so. Clout. Shout out to Voyage. <laughs> oh, Voyage is winning with that. Like, Dope, like, their hits and like they had numbers. Cause every auntie, it ain't if you could check trace the analytics, it ain't number aunties and mamas. Like <laughs> my baby on here. Look at my baby. So. uh but it is. But here's the thing: we got to kill that hype. Like just because you're not getting the headline, this is my point. Just because you're not on the headline, don't mean you're not winning. Sometimes your win is you learning something new. Like, right? You know who my favorite celebrity is? Who does that? Jared Carmichael. He's not on Instagram. He's not on Facebook. Who is Jared Carmichael? Carmichael Show. Oh, okay. The black dude. Yeah, yeah. This dude had a deal with NBC and uh, you and uh, what's that Fox or something? Right. Like a a co deal, brand new uh, TV show. You never heard of the cat. Right. He went on the Breakfast Club. It was like, bro, I don't, I'm, I don't feed into the clout. I don't feed into the hype. I'm not on social media. I just work. And this man closed the whole deal. You never knew who he was. People were like, how you get the TV show? Working with David Allen Green and all. That. Cause he works Like right. He's still working He's not on social media That mean he's dead Exactly You know So it's like I think I think If you have the opportunity To hustle long enough And, and, and it, How do you know You're going from The caterpillar to The uh, cocoon Or the chrysalis stage Because You've hustled long enough You're starting to make money But you now want to live off of it Like I feel like the chrysalis stage is for those that are working a job and doing entrepreneurship. You're like, you know what? How can I figure out how to do this and replace my job salary with this hustle? I think that's what that phase is really for. When you're really ready to go to that next level. And it, it's it's a lot of internal learning. It's the systems. It's not pretty. Nobody looked at a cocoon like, oh, that's a pretty cocoon. Like there's another lot. There's another part on here that says, um, uh, on the chrysalis stage, it says, um, within the chrysalis, the old body parts of the caterpillar are undergoing a remarkable transformation, and they become beautiful parts. Yeah, they become beautiful parts. So that right there, your old got to become new. So in this stage, your brand. Is looking newer. It might be your website. Might be your photos. It might be uh, your marketing strategies. Uh, whatever that looks like, something that looked old, you got to come out looking new now. Once you get into that, so here's the fourth stage. The fourth stage is called the butterfly stage. Once the butterfly is ready to emerge, the case around the pupa splits, but it's not time to take off just yet as the wings are first wet and soft and wrinkled against the body the butterfly waits for its wings to dry and pumps blood into them so they can become big and strong when in the fourth and final stage of their lives adult butterflies are constantly on the lookout to reproduce uh and when a female lays their eggs on them leaves the butterfly life cycle will start all over again so a couple of things in this. Number one, it says when you're ready to merge, you ready to take off. The butterfly waits for the wings to dry because the wings are soft, wrinkled, 
and they're close to the body, meaning the wings are weak. You know what I'm saying? So if you're in this chrysalis stage like I'm in right now, I'll say I'm in phase number three. I'm not four yet. You are learning and you're building. But once I learn everything I need to learn and do what I need to do, there is a process where I have to pump blood into my wings. Blood is resources. That's that investment. That's that money. That's why sometimes it's necessary to have that job or that side hustle to invest in you while you're doing this work. So whatever that is for you, you still got to pump those resources into you. Um, Another thing I want to say is once you do take off and you win, you become excited and you're constantly trying to reproduce this. What does a reproduction look like? That's when you become a serial entrepreneur. Once an entrepreneur get it one time, you start saying, oh, let me release this, this brand. Like, so it's a couple of people, a couple of examples. So one, my boy Bob, Edgewood Pizza. Edgewood Pizza is winning. He got an edge, He got one on Edgewood. He about to open up the one in the West End. He got a location he already building. Now right next door to Edgewood, he building handlebars. He got that corner lot. That's him. Bob building handlebars. Another person, my boy Sherrod. God is dope. God is dope. The t-shirt brand, killing it. He got it to the fourth stage. He reproduced. Sherrod can't sing. Went out and did a whole music case study and just killed it. Like I mean, it was just a beautiful process just watching him do it. But once you reach that first stage of your first bit, that's why they say you got to do one thing. Good, and a lot of people get stuck on that. But I don't want to just do one thing. I want to do that, 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 that. Like, nah, man, you can't grow multiple caterpillars in one cocoon. Like, it's only enough room for one. Grow that one and let another person, Sharif, uh, Sharif, we buy black. Built We Buy Black, got it up to phase number four. Now, the soulful market. Just raised half a million, about to do the soulful market. So, it's there are plenty of examples of people that are doing this around you, but we have to respect, we have to respect where we are in our phase. If you are an egg, why are you looking at the butterfly getting depressed? Like, you're still in your egg phase. Enjoy that phase. Respect that phase and grow up to the next phase. If you a caterpillar, don't worry about trying to flex on somebody that in the cocoon, they actually might be doing better than you because they ain't showing, they hustling. Like you thinking you winning, but bro, they chilling and they not struggling. They not looking like they just not struggling. And it, the cocoon phase is not exciting. And I think I know a lot of stage three people. I think I know a lot of stage three people. Well, I know a lot of all stages just because the work I do. But, you know, the stage three people, I think they struggle because of the age of social media. And you feel like you got to do, you know, and I struggled with it from, in the beginning. I struggled. This is the first time me talking as much as I'm talking about Spendify out loud. But, like, I struggled with that. Like, Spendify was the one for me. That was put, And I'm not even saying that it potentially won't be. But I think I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing right now. I think I'm in my lane. I'm supposed to be in. Same thing with Mustard. Same thing with Investu. 
I think I'm in my lane. And then if I think about everything that I learned, so let's just say made, Spendify, Mustard, and Vesu can all be summed up to my caterpillar stage while I was hustling. Everything I learned, and then I went into this cocoon phase where I am now with just just elders where I've been offered opportunity to get on other business ideas. Uh, my one friend wanted to go and start a restaurant. You know what I'm saying? Oh, boy, wanted to start the barbershop with me. Like, I've been offered opportunity to get on stuff, and I don't turn stuff down because I'm in my caterpillar phase. You know what I'm saying? I'm just kind of growing. So if you're an entrepreneur out there, think about where you are. Think about what you're trying to do and be okay with the phase you're in knowing that it's all a part of the process. And that's the biggest thing. You have to trust the process. If you get anything in this, trust where you're at and know that it's going to be good. So again, quick repap, the four phases of entrepreneur is the egg. That's where your idea is. That's where your vision is. The second is the uh, second phase is the caterpillar. That's where you hustling. That's where you really building it, trying to prove your concept. Is this something that you really want to do? The third phase is the chrysalis, the pupa. That's where you are taking time to really uh, put some skill sets and some knowledge behind your hustle and take things to the next level. And lastly, that fourth stage is the butterfly is where you focus, you lock in, you pump those resources and you begin to fly to take off so you can do it again. Um, y'all, we get we're at the time we're right over an hour, I believe now. I definitely want to. You know, I want to say this. Even today was an example of just entrepreneurship, just being able to flow. You know, we had a dope episode. I think this episode is dope. I think this episode is definitely needed. Uh, and I'm actually glad to get back on my old school, Just Eldridge. Listen, like, you already know I like, you know, I like the made life flow and feel. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, like. I, I like when the, you give the people just you. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's ironic that you're just now doing <laughs> just exactly. After all this time, like, and I think I'm gonna do one more. I think we're gonna pull them every now and then. We'll just pull it, pull me to the side, even if it's some bonus content. That mean, I, that's why you have to hit subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast because you might get an episode that won't be a Tuesday. It might just be a Friday, right? And you just get blessed with some content. So if you do me a favor, if you are an entrepreneur, do me a favor. This is what I really need. Um, leave a comment, rate, review, share. But let me know what phase are you in? What phase are you in? And also for the first three people to subscribe, entrepreneurs, I give you free consultation. Uh, I charge $150 an hour as a consultant. I give you free three hours. Uh, that's a lot of time. I get three hours just to build and break down your business concept. How you want to do it. So that's the first three uh, who comment and review. You got to put something in the comment. What should we make them put just so we know that? So so that we know that you listen. You put it in the review section. You give us five stars first. Then you put whatever stage you're in. Yeah. And what kind of business you have. If you do those three things, we know you listen to the episode. Right. And then I give you the three. And, and in those three hours, what I'm going to do. 
I'm going to go over your business plan uh, or your business concept. We're going to do a strategy meeting of where we should grow. And then I'm going to make you one introduction. I'm going to give you one introduction to help your business go to the next level. And this can be anywhere. It's cause, you know, we can do it over the phone, Skype. So if you're in Germany, he, he can Skype you. You know, right. for our French people, you know, we have Google Translate. You know, voodoo vous coucher avec moi. You know, you know. Jesse Smoulet. Juicy. Juicy Foulet. So uh <laughs> So look, man, for real, I do I just I thank everybody that's rocking. We're at episode six without fail. We dropping every Tuesday, man. So Keith. I'm ending this because Keith got some work to do. I'm about to edit it right now. <laughs> hey, I love y'all. Thank y'all so much. See y'all next week. Until next time. Please forgive me. <laughs>